Hey guys, I'm Kate. And I'm Morgan. And today on Equipped, we're going to be talking about um, how to go from disconnected to connected with practical steps and also biblical truth and love. So to get started, um, I kind of just want to talk about our goal of this podcast. Like you just said, what we're talking about today, but our goals, we don't want to talk about just um, how to get connected into community and to do a church and things like that, but why? Like, why would we even do that? And so to get started, we kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about our personal experiences mm-hmm. um, and what it looked like before we were connected and what it looks like now that we are connected to a local body of believers. So... Um, Kate, do you want to go first? What did it kind of look like for you? What did it feel like if you remember before you were connected to a local body of believers? Um, well, I started coming to church, not here, but another church when I was a freshman in college, my second semester. And it just kind of felt like I was just going and then leaving. Like, Nobody really knew who I was. I didn't really know who anybody was. So it was almost like kind of lonely. Like when my friends wouldn't go, I wouldn't feel comfortable to go by myself because mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody else. And so I just wouldn't go. Um, but once I started to get connected, I think that is like where it changed. I, I felt like almost not scared of church because I wasn't scared of like church itself. I think I was just scared of like the social aspect of it and mm-hmm. just like, I don't know, I just felt like I was scared in a sense and like lonely and just kind of felt like that, I you know, like I could function without going to church and like being connected and Mm -hmm. that community was just not, not for me because I just didn't want to be connected like that. Yeah, I think it's, it's fair to feel scared too. A lot of people walk into a church like ours and they're like, it's so big, you mm-hmm. know, there's so many people, not just that, but the rooms are really big and the ceilings yeah. are really tall, yeah. you know, and it's an overwhelming space. A lot of churches these days are to just walk in all by yourself mm-hmm. and just jump right in. But once you did, maybe you didn't just jump right in by yourself, yeah. <laughs> but once you did get connected, how did things change for you? Um, Once I got connected, I got more connected in the college ministry before doing it on Sundays. Um, But I just, my friends got connected. And so then I was like, oh, well, I guess I want to get connected too. And Mm -hmm. I think once I became part of um, Connection College, like my personality is just like, if you're going to do it, get involved Mm -hmm. Um, more than just going, Um, especially like, I saw this more change after I really started following the Lord Mm -hmm. Um, and being in my Bible. Like, I just felt like I just needed to get connected. And I didn't really know why. I just was like, well, if I'm going to be involved, I might as well just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because my friends were doing it. Like, my roommate was involved and on leadership. And I wasn't necessarily on leadership, but um, I was just always around. And so... Then I just started asking like Rachel or Austin, like, is there anything else I can do? Like, mm. is there anything else? Like, and I just kept asking. And eventually that's when they were like, well, you need to be on like leadership. And so I started getting like more involved in um, 
the college aspect. And I feel like that made the church connection college seem a lot smaller. And then from there I was like, Oh, that makes Wednesday nights feel a lot smaller. And like, I know more people and Mm -hmm. I feel less, um, intimidated to go now. Um, I wonder if that's what happens on Sundays, which is just how I started like being around more on Sundays and doing heart and soul and joining connect group and stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. What I hear while you're talking a lot is just the influence that your friends had on you. Mm -hmm. Like the other people who were doing it with you really encouraged you to do it also. Yeah. That maybe by yourself, it wouldn't have been such an easy task, but if others were going, it felt super easy. Yeah. Like I'll just join along. Yeah. Um, And that's awesome. It shows me like what, a huge part we have to play as we continue to bring others with us to get connected because who knows, maybe, I mean, hopefully not, but maybe had your friends not done that with you, you mm-hmm. might still be out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my, my story is kind of similar, I guess. People played a huge role in my story as well, getting connected. But I just remember before I was connected to a local body, just feeling so like purposeless. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't safe for a long time before I got connected to a local body, but even when I was saved, just kind of feeling like, okay, so what now, yeah. you know? And I, I didn't really know like what to do next or how to grow or where to go or anything like that. And pretty quickly I got to meet some people and I got involved in a church. And as soon as I did that, the people around me really helped me understand like how to discern what God's calling you to next, mm-hmm. you know, and ha- and encouraged me not to stop where I was at, you know, and there is something next and there is something you can do and there is more you can learn And similar to like what you said, I just kept like taking steps as far as people put in front of me, Hey, you can help with this or you can help with that. And I just kept doing it and doing it. And it's made huge changes Mm -hmm. in my life. And I think that when we talk about getting people connected, if we can understand that what we're asking them to do isn't like to join a program, you know, it isn't to, um, you know, have more numbers in our church or anything like that. We really want them to experience the life change that we did. Right. I mean, it's a complete 180 from, lonely and purposeless, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? To like excited and taking next steps and a part of something bigger than yourself. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit before about places that we see this in the Bible, places that we see the local body helping people, Mm -hmm. mostly believers, not always, you know what I mean? Um, in the Bible. So what is one place where you see that? Mm, I, on my way to work today, um, just kind of thinking about, um, the story in Mark mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of times like we hear like be the f- hands and feet of Jesus, be the hands and feet of Jesus. <clears throat> but like this, the, I mean the people in this story were literally the hands and feet of Jesus, like mm. delivered this paralyzed man to Jesus. Yeah. Even though there was a lot of people in the room, um, but it's the four friends who carried the paralytic um and dug through the roof I'm sure a lot of people have heard this story because it's talked about a lot um but their faith healed this paralytic and Mm -hmm. that was the reason that he got saved was well not even his friends but it could have been random people it could have been his friends but um their faith healed him so I think like seeing that we as believers are to carry these people from life to death through the works of Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, um, is where, like where I really have just like instilled that in my life. Um, like that's one of my favorite Bible stories, even though it's 
really popular. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a really, it's popular for like a really good reason. Yeah. You know? It's so powerful to see that when you surround yourself with people who care about you mm-hmm. and believe in everything that God can do, yeah. like the miracles that can happen, yeah. you know, and it might not be the same today that we're physically bringing people to the physical Jesus and digging physical holes right. in roofs, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, exactly like you said, we can still bring people to the foot of the cross, yeah. you know, focus their eyes on Jesus and he can still heal in miraculous ways. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a Bible verse that I thought of, or a couple of verses that's a little bit similar is in first Corinthians 12, 12 through 31. And I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It's a few verses. So bear with me, but it's good stuff. It says, um, in first Corinthians 12, 12, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves and some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, but not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. If the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Mm-hmm. So I cut it off a little bit early. I had said 21, uh, 31. It only went to 21. But I just think that's so good, like, because we all play such specific parts, you mm-hmm. know, um, literally body parts in the body of Christ. And I think, too... You know, for the person who's struggling to get connected, maybe not someone listening, but maybe someone that's listening knows, you know, and they're saying they don't want to come to church for X, Y, and Z reasons, or they're Mm -hmm. afraid or something like that. I mean, it's worth thinking, like, what part of the body is that that we're missing because they're not coming? You know what I mean? And how could we get them here? Because not like selfishly, because we're going to benefit from that, you know, but everyone will benefit from them being there. What if we're missing, like, you know, our left hand, <laughs> imagine how much more we could do with it here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I also, this just came to my mind, but when you were reading that, how cool it is to think about like everybody's like unique and different calling mm-hmm. um, in following Jesus. Like how many people are out there, you know, that are called to missions that don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. And like through the like helping of people who are already the hands and feet of Jesus, like you know, putting them down at the cross and like, you know, opening their eyes and like, you know, the scales fall off and them seeing that, like mm-hmm. how many people that will impact, um, forever. Yeah. Their eternity. For sure. Yeah. And like, even if, you know, I don't even know if the nose decides, Oh, I want to go over there. It needs the feet to take them. Yeah. You know? And so same way, like in exactly like you're saying in, in the local body here, we need each other to show us where to go and how to do it and mm-hmm. to build us up and encourage us, sometimes correct us and rebuke us. You know, mm-hmm. we need the local body to do that, mm-hmm. which is why we need to be connected. A lot of scripture, we see people talk about praying for one another, encouraging one another, all these different sorts of things. Um, and the writers are expecting that you are involved in a local community, you yeah. know? And so if they're expecting that, then we want to do that. And, you know, we want to bring others along to do that too, so that we can experience all that God has for us. Yeah. So a little bit more practically, um, I'm sure that a lot of us are like, yeah, I'm on board. I agree. You know, sounds good. What's next? Um, 
how are some practical ways that we can do this? So for example, Kate, I know you're like way more involved in college nights than I am and with younger adults and mm-hmm. students and things like, and even students in our sixth through 12th grade ministry. Yeah. Um, let's say that you run into a student, whether younger or college aged, and they've seen you maybe on stage, you know, doing announcements or they've seen you in videos or something like that. Um, and they're just like, Hey, this is great. This is my first time here. And that's it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you think you would take that conversation and lead it towards trying to see if they could get more connected in all that we do? Um, well, I definitely think like introducing them to people, like making, well, first I would ask them like, Oh, like, are you here with friends? Like, did you come Mm -hmm. by yourself? Um, because I think that makes a huge difference, like seeing their circle and like what their circle is involved in. Um, if their circle is already involved in like dream team or like, you know, serving on Wednesday nights or Sundays or whatever it may be, that would have probably more of an influence than if they like showed up alone. Mm-hmm. Um, their willingness to like take a next step and sign up for something or, um, you know, get involved um, deeper than just coming once or twice this semester. Um, But if they're alone, um, I think introducing them to people who either are serving or just people that come regularly that I've recognized um, and just like trying to get them connected with other people around their age or um, have like similar interests or, you know, all the things um, and definitely filling out like the first time guest form. (laughs) Um, But then like they can meet the people at the first time guest desk or like the table or whatever um, and get to know them well Mm -hmm. um, because we always like encourage like intentional conversations Mm -hmm. um, because you never know like the kind of impact that might have on someone, whether it's their first time or they came alone or, you know, it's their hundredth time and they're just bored. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be like my first thing is to introduce them to other people who I know are seeking out the Lord, um, whether they also are or not, because I may not know them for, Mm -hmm. I mean, this might be my first time meeting them, um, first time seeing them ever. So, I mean, I don't know where they are in their walk. So just making sure that they meet the people who are going to point them to the cross, um, Mm -hmm. And who are actively um, living out what it says to do in the Bible. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. First, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. Like, it, it doesn't have to all be on you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the person comes to meet you and they say, hey, it's my first time here. And it can feel like, oh, my gosh, it's all on my shoulders, you know. And I know that I know that the long term I want them to be involved in a connect group. And mm-hmm. I want them to be heart and soul or whatever. I want them to come back every single week this semester or whatever yeah. it is. But it's not up, you don't have to do it all alone, yeah. you know? And, um, I, so I think introducing them to other people that might be even better equipped mm-hmm. for their stage of life or wherever they're at in their faith or something, um, is a great first step. Plus, like we talked about earlier, it'll start to make these big environments feel small mm-hmm. and more intimate mm-hmm. and they might, by meeting one or two more people, it might make them more likely to come back next week. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. And it's helpful too. I think a lot of our connect group leaders are either in college or they come on Wednesdays night, Mm -hmm. Wednesday nights. So, and I know the majority of them. So like being able to bring them to connect group leader, if I think that they, like if they're interested in getting involved in a group, if like that becomes a topic of conversation, like being able to introduce them Mm -hmm. to a connect group leader, even if that's not the topic of conversation, just to have like somebody 
older who knows them or in college and probably just happens to be older anyways, um, just by default, um, and further in their walk would be helpful, I think, too. Yeah. And for a lot of the people listening, probably a lot of them being connect group leaders, like it's so good to know, even not just college ones, but all of, all of connect group leaders in general, it's so good to know that like, you can expect that, you know, you can expect (laughs) us to walk up with a stranger and introduce them to you and, um, expect that it's going to make, it could make a change in their life, you know? So as a connect group leader, this is something I have to do a lot is like almost have some sentence stems in my back pocket at all yeah. times. You yeah. know, it might sound cheesy, but things that I'm ready to pull out at any time on a Sunday morning, especially if the conversation gets weird, you know, or yeah. I don't know what to say next. Um, one of those being like, how long have you been coming to our church? Mm. You know, or if someone's already asked that, oh, okay, are you from the area? You know, mm. maybe someone says, this is my first time here. Oh, well, are you from here? Sometimes they are, you know, sometimes they're not. And then that opens up a whole nother conversation, you know, or things like that, that, you know, might start more conversation or make them feel more comfortable or, um, stuff like that. I even ask people sometimes like, so then, you know, you've been here all these years. This is your first time here. How'd you hear about us? Mm-hmm. You know, all these different sorts of things that just, I think make people feel more comfortable. You don't have to go straight to, Hey, my name is Morgan. Our next heart and soul class is today. Do you want to go? Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, I don't think a first time guest would need to go into heart and soul anyways. <laughs> yeah, probably But not. like, even if that's the end goal, you don't have to feel the pressure to do that in that conversation. Right. Yeah. I'm a big believer in like just relational equity. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so for me, the first thing that I work on is trying to build that relationship with them. And that might mean I meet them on a Sunday. Um, and a lot of times if I meet them before service, I'll try really hard to tell them, Hey, would you come back afterwards and let me know what you thought? You know, if it, especially if it's their first time there, cause it makes them feel like we want to hear what they have to say. And we yeah. do want to hear what they have to say. Um, and maybe they'll come back and tell me what they thought. Hopefully it's positive. <laughs> um, and then I could say, great, well, I'll see you next week. And then maybe they'll come back next week mm-hmm. and talk to me some more. And then after I talk to them a few times tonight, then I can say, hey, you know, I've seen you three weeks in a row now. Have you heard anything about our connect groups? And it just is a way easier transition yeah. because I've built a little bit of that relationship. Yeah. So that's what I would encourage you all listening to do too, that, I mean, don't put all the pressure on yourself that you have to fix it right away, you know, because you've prepared for this moment. Here is the new person <laughs> and they're talking to you. Um I mean, it doesn't have to happen instantly. You know what I mean? You can, you can build that relationship, that relationship slowly and over a few weeks in order to get where we want to go in order to see that life change happen for them personally. Yeah. Is there anything you would add about any of that? I don't think so. I mean, the only other thing that I think of is like you saying like, we don't have to do it alone. Like it doesn't all fall on us. Um, makes me think of like, we were talking about this earlier, Jesus and the disciples. Like there was a reason he had the disciples, Mm -hmm. not only just to spread the gospel, but to help him in his ministry. Like, you know, I, um, it like, I mean, he could do it alone. I mean, he was Jesus, but he didn't, he chose not to. Right. And what a blessing that is. Cause I don't think I could do it alone. So, um, just, not only relying on yourself, but like having other people that not necessarily rely on for everything, but you know that they can do something for you if you need it. Like if you need to introduce, like if Morgan was a first time guest and, um, Jordan, um, you know, he's connect group leader and Morgan and I had built this relationship. She had been coming for like 
three or four weeks. I'm like, hey, are you interested in getting involved in Connect Group? Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen you here. Like, let's get you, like, plugged in with some more people. And she says, yeah, I am. Well, let me take you to meet Jordan. He's a Connect Group leader. I think that his group would be an amazing group for you. But even if not, he can tell you a little bit more about Connect Groups as a whole. And he, like, really loves the idea of Connect Groups. Um, yeah. So just having those people that you know that you can like point someone to. So, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, and yeah, it makes a huge difference on Sunday mornings to know that like there's a bunch of us that are trying to make this happen. Yeah. You know, it's not all of us out there on our, lo- on our own. It's all mm-hmm. of us out there together yeah. working towards the same goal. Yeah. Um, same and that's, team. yes, <laughs> that's really encouraging to me. <laughs> um, so prepare yourself for me to hand off the weird ones to you. Yeah. No, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, so great. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of the things that we wanted to, to talk about today. I know it's not all that in depth, but we just wanted to encourage everyone that, um, you know, our church is growing and we're seeing new people and yeah. we really want to see them get connected. It's a win that they've even walked through the doors. Mm-hmm. But a bigger win would be to see them take a next step to somehow get to know us. You know, that doesn't look the same for everyone. That doesn't mean, you know, there's not a checklist that, at the end, they have done it. They have got to know us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, there are plenty of different avenues they can take as long as we familiarize ourselves with kind of what those are. Something else I think about, just as I'm saying that, is for us to also know, like, what's going on in the church? What's coming up on the calendar? You yeah. know, I, I was talking with a young man the other day, and he was interested in serving, which is really exciting. But as I talked with him, he, him and his new wife are lonely, you know, and they're kind of new to the area and they work a lot and things like that. And it dawned on me, you know, we have a young adult community night coming up. Yeah. The perfect name to invite them to, you know, because he's new here, kind of hesitant about connect groups. So I could kind of pull it out, you know, and say, hey, we have this coming up on this date at this time. Would you come? And I, he said he is, so we'll see. But if I didn't even know that that was on the calendar, right. what a wasted opportunity, Yeah, you know. But luckily I did, and luckily I got to invite him, and maybe he'll come, and then maybe he'll get involved in a connect group, and who knows, yeah. you know. So those are the wins, I think, knowing what's happening, inviting people to it. Yeah. Um, that's the best part. But I think we can talk and sit and talk about this all day long, yeah. but really it comes down to trusting the Spirit mm. and trusting the Lord mm. because we could – do this exactly perfect every single time in every single conversation all year long and nothing's going to happen from it, you know, if the Lord's not moving in their heart. So um, I would just keep that first and foremost in our minds. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this. Um, We're excited to come back next time, but we'll see you later.